Jesus demonstrates God's mercy and power, accepting the unacceptable and curing the incurable. Even the dead receive new life. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the ninth chapter. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And Matthew got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, for she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman wasn't made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout the district. The Gospel of our Lord. So we start off with the law being important. Jesus knows the law and holds it sacred. We also know that Jesus does not take the law at some face value alone, but seeks its heart. If you were part of our Lenten study on the Sermon on the Mount, or if you just read the book, you might recall some of the ways Jesus built a fence around the law, or rather, how Jesus told his disciples to protect and therefore better keep the law with love and mercy. The embodied Jesus who taught, preached, modeled faithful living that centered on loving one's neighbors as akin to loving God lived like us in a particular time and place. And a big part of that sociocultural context in which the embodied God lived was heavy with imperial occupation by a foreign power. The Pharisees, an observant Jewish sect, tried not to assimilate under this imperial power. Their diligent observance of Torah and strict adherence to the law were a way of preserving the life of their community. And when I read about the Pharisees trying to protect and preserve their faith heritage, my mind immediately jumped to something I learned in a seminary class I took on Islam in the West. Many of the Africans brought over on the Middle Passage for enslavement in the Americas were Muslims. And in keeping with their Islamic faith, they were quite 
literate, speaking not just their tribal languages, but also knowing how to read and write Arabic. And knowing about this literacy, some of the white slaveholders would have their enslaved persons write the Christian Lord's Prayer in Arabic for them to be displayed in their homes like artwork. But instead of writing the prayer, because it was so similar in case there was a, some sort of comparison done, some of these African Muslims would instead write the opening verses of the Quran. It was a subversive way of preserving and protecting their faith heritage amid the imperial occupation of their bodies. And it makes me wonder, how do we seek to preserve the life of our community, our own faith heritages, at a time when change is happening with unprecedented speed? As a nation, as people who identify as Americans, our cultural heritage was founded in and shaped by European imperialism. And especially since World War II, we have been an imperial force, particularly in the Middle East and the Global South. With Russia's war on and in Ukraine still raging nearly 16 months after the initial invasion, what are our neighbors in Ukraine trying to preserve and protect? What are our global neighbors trying to hold on to to preserve and protect amid war, occupation, violence, poverty, hunger, injustice? Matthew's writer emphasizes Jesus' Jewishness, placing him as a teacher in the line of Moses, a central figure of the Torah, perhaps best known for leading his people out of slavery in Egypt and later bringing the Ten Commandments, the foundation of the law, to the freed Hebrews. Matthew's gospel quotes and cites Hebrew scripture, our Old Testament, more than any other New Testament writing and makes particular use of the prophets, as in our reading today when Jesus quotes Hosea's oracle, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. God desires us to be merciful to one another, to show and share steadfast love to our neighbors over sacrificial offering that is more symbolic than anything else. Mercy is steadfast love compassionate treatment for those in distress, especially when it is within one's power to punish or harm someone. Jesus invited outcasts and the privileged alike into relationship with him, into relationship with one another, into relationship with God. And mercy and relationship are abundant in today's gospel. Jesus calls the tax collector Matthew and says, follow me. Tax collectors, remember, were imperial collaborators. Jesus ate with many tax collectors and sinners, though sinners is never really defined. What set these sinners apart from the rest of us and our sinning? Jesus is sought for healing by a leader of the synagogue and a woman along the way. Now, biblical healing stories are about faith, not magic. 
So a quick reminder, our physical ailments are not cured, cured or healed by our faith, though our faith plays an important role in our care. But we can have a longer discussion on that later. Seeking the heart of the law, Jesus shows us that no one is outside the bounds of compassion, that we all have need for mercy, given and received. Jesus points us to mercy in the law, to law that is merciful and just, just, justice that is right and good, not necessarily fair, and certainly not vengeful. For Jesus, mercy isn't about right behavior, but about right relationship. Living law that loves, that invites, includes, and celebrates the alien, the stranger, the marginalized, the different, as all made in God's goodness. God desires for us to be merciful, compassionate, and steadfast in loving kindness, especially to those most in need of grace. Go and be merciful. Amen.